It's time for the Hokie Hour on the Tim Donnelly Show on the WRAD Talk Network. Now from the Makadoo Studio, here's Tim Donnelly. Tim Donnelly Show continuing here on the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD. 101.7, and 14.60 a.m. I have to admit something. Uh, I have not seen the Michael Vick 30 for 30 episode one that aired on ESPN last night yet. It started at 9 p.m. and it was, you know, that's a little late for me with the with the whole morning show going on. Get to work, you know, a little before four. So I, I had already hit the hay, um, but I am interested to see what you guys think. So um, call in 540-639-4900 on the Baker team hotline uh, at some anytime this hour, seven to eight. Give me your thoughts on the Mike Vick documentary. I want to know what to expect when I watch it. You can also uh, send it in on on Twitter, uh, at Donnelly Sports, at Donnelly Show, if you have, you know, 280 characters or less on your review. Uh, so, so If you got a longer review, you can send it by way of Facebook to the true. Tim Donnelly Show Facebook page. The Tim Donnelly Show on, on Facebook would work as well. So, so uh, any of those things, uh, you know, collect your thoughts. Let us know. Did you like how they portrayed Vic? Did you like how they per- portrayed Tech? Did you do you agree or disagree with what they were saying? Um, and and you know what can I expect to be crazy surprised by? Uh, so th- so that's coming up. In the meantime, we need to make sure you're you're taken care of in any conversation that you might stumble your way into, whether it's when you're picking the kids up and you're waiting in the pickup line, or when you are uh, at a Super Bowl party and you get caught up with your one friend that talks about nothing but sports. Uh, we can have you covered in every situation with something to add to the conversation. That's why we call it Got You Covered. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered. Panther fans, listen up. Your team's not in the Super Bowl, but there's still some news coming out of Charlotte. Greg Olson, longtime tight end, almost a decade with the team, one of the best players in franchise history. He and the Panthers have decided it's best to part ways mutually. I just can't wait for a, a situation where a relationship ends in public and it's not mutual. I just want someone to say, it's not them, it's me. I don't want to be here. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Greg Olson on the way out. Uh, it, it's going to hurt the Panthers. They're entering into a bit of a rebuild mode. Uh, the, the real interesting thing is how this is going to affect Cam Newton. Thomas Davis is gone. Steve Smith is gone. Greg Olson is gone. Luke Keekley is gone. All of these guys have moved on, and Cam Newton is the last of that core group remaining, and, and, and who knows how long that will last. Tom Brady last night decided to say, look at me, everybody, look at me. I don't get enough attention. I'm only Tom Brady. When he posted a, a silhouette of himself, either walking into or out of a football stadium. No caption, no words, just dramatic. And, and of course, everyone immediately became uh, a palm reader, right? Oh, this means that he's retiring. Oh, this one over here means that he's going to go play for the Chargers. This one over here means he's going to play for the Titans. No, he's coming back to the Patriots. It didn't mean anything. He then responded to Adam Schefter saying that the picture had nothing to do with his football future. He knew we would speculate. He knew that Patriots Nation would go crazy. Somehow, this guy is the greatest quarterback to ever live with six Super Bowls and an entire nation that is obsessed with him, his supermodel wife, and his perfect life, and the Uggs that he wears on his feet. And he's still saying, look at me, look at me, like a two-year-old that's saying, look what I can do. 
Get over yourself, Tom Brady. That guy's never going to retire, not because he's still a good football player, but because he can't deal with not having all of the eyeballs set right on himself. Last night, Michael Vick, 30 for 30 on ESPN. Uh, It it appears as if it's not a perfect documentary. Um, I have not had a chance to see it as of yet. Had to get to sleep early before it aired at 9. However, uh, brand recognition. Brand recognition. It should be a a positive for Virginia Tech when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to money raising, because the more and more and more people talk about your program, the better and better and better it is. And at the very least, the Michael Vick 30 for 30 documentary is going to get people talking. Uh, Also last night, Bo Davidson, a member of the offensive staff for the Virginia Tech Hokies, not a full assistant coach, but a member of the staff nonetheless, tweeted this out. Can't wait to see this kid next year. He was just warming up last year with a whole bunch of emojis, and he tagged Hendon Hooker. That's a a semi-endorsement there from someone inside the building. I'm not saying Hendon Hooker doesn't deserve to start. I believe he does. However, I would have guessed that everyone inside that building would have been towing the line saying, open competition, everyone has a chance, everyone's equal, Braxton Burmeister, Quincy Patterson, along with Hendon Hooker. Them saying this makes me believe that maybe that, that the wide-open quarterback room might not be as wide open as we thought. Hokies play Florida State tomorrow uh, on the basketball side of things. Uh, how about this for Florida State? Their top seven scorers are all between 6'4 and 6'9. A little out of character for, for the Seminoles, who traditionally have a couple of 6'9", 6'10", 6'11", 7 feet guys with wingspans that span from the east to west coast. Uh, but they are still tremendously talented. Statistics might not jump out at you, but they've beaten good teams and they passed the eye test. An absolutely huge game for Virginia Tech up against a top 10 opponent. And then there's this other game. This other game that might pop up in your your water cooler conversations occasionally this weekend. Matter of fact, it might be the reason you need Gotcha Covered to keep you updated with sports conversation because it's the one sports event that you watch every year, the Super Bowl. It's the one sports event that you can drag the the spouse and kids, kids to every year. It's the Super Bowl. And I'll leave you with this. The Chiefs, if you pick them, it's because of their explosion. They don't have to play four great quarters like everyone else. Right, They could play one great half and just be so much better than everyone else in that one great half, it's enough to win. We saw it against Houston. We saw it against Tennessee where they played bad first quarters and absolutely exploded to win the game anyway. If you're picking the Niners, it's because you believe in smash-mouth football. It's because you believe in running, running the ball and defense. Mostert and Shanahan and defense. That's what you're betting on. So those are the reasons to make your two picks. I can't tell you who to pick. You can take anyone. That's got you covered to start off Hokie Hour here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Again, if you have some opinions on the Michael Vick 30 for 30, go ahead and give us a call on the Baker Team hotline, 540-639-4900. In the meantime, uh, Ed Reed. Now, again, like I said, some of you are not going to like this, but I am going to say something that Virginia Tech can learn from Miami. And you know what? If you're not stealing from your enemies... Are they really your enemies? You know, you got it. You got to take what what they're doing and use it against them, right? The the one of my favorite stories of all time is that the Philly special. We all remember the Philly special play when Nick Foles caught the touchdown in the Super Bowl against the Patriots that helped them beat the Patriots. Yeah, well, the Patriots had run it against the Eagles uh, previously, 
right? You take their best and use it against them. So, so let's look at what the U did. They hired Ed Reed as the chief of staff. They made up a title. They went into politics, found a chief of staff title, and said, all right, let's try that. They named Ed Reed the chief of staff at the University of Miami. Now, it's a good move. You want Ed Reed around the program. You want Ed Reed around the program. You want him in the facility. You want him walking around. You want him at practice. You want him in the stands. You want him on social media. He is a Hall of Famer with swag that people care about, and he still moves the needle with everyone from 16-year-old recruits to 40-year-old donors, 50-year-old donors. It's a sizzle thing, right? I, now, now I know the description of chief of staff was that he was going to be, uh, you know, a uh, uh, consultant for player development and for game plan development, and he's going to be available for this. That it's a sizzle thing, right? Just have him around. I don't believe that he will be, you know, at two o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday. Uh, pounding his fourth coffee uh, with bloodshot eyes staring at film, trying to figure out how they're going to contain the tight end for the, the Duke Blue Devils. Right? I, don't, I don't anticipate that happening. But I do know that having Ed Reed in the facility, even if it's just from noon to three, working out in the same weight room as the players, is good for Miami on multiple fronts. So Virginia Tech should do the same thing. And I'm not just talking about, you know, on on Twitter, shout out to my guy, Michael, uh, responded with me when I tweeted this out yesterday. He said, and and what do you think of Tap and Pearson Prelo? Few things. One, those guys are are coaches, right? Those guys are are in the thick of it. They're knee deep in in the weeds. They're not an honorable title, right? They're not the chief of staff. They're the director of player development and an assistant coach. They are going to be up at two o'clock in the morning before they play against a really talented offense with, with, you know, uh, a cup to spit sunflower seeds into a bunch of Gatorades and, and the film on cranking away in the middle of the night. They are going to do that. This is different. If their names weren't Daryl Tapp and Pearson Prelo, they would still be having huge impacts on the program. I want someone around who is almost just there because of what their name is. And to me, three names popped right up into my head when it comes to Virginia Tech that should be offered a a position uh, uh, that doesn't exist right now, right? Offer them director of Hokies, chief gobbler, Right, like like, like make something up. The the uh, lead liaison of swagger. Like I don't care. Make up a title for one of these three, if not two or all three. Michael Vick, Cam Chancellor, D'Angelo Hall. One of those three. Get them on the campus every day in some capacity, right? If it's Mike Vick, call it the uh, you know the the lead consultant for revolutionary players. If it's Cam Chancellor, calling call him the chief contact officer. 
If it's D'Angelo Hall, call him the, the DBU president and chair, right? Make them a title and get them on campus because those are the guys that matter. D'Angelo Hall, through his, his brashness as a player and his pure speed and productivity as a player, is someone that will relate to younger players. Cam Chancellor, have him wear the Super Bowl ring, right? Have him tell stories of Marshawn Lynch and Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas and Russell Wilson. Oh, by the way, two seven five seven guys. Mike Vick, right? Have him on campus. Lead activist for making you miss. Chief officer of of elusiveness. Like, make something up. It's about the sizzle more than it is. Like, I don't need, if Mike Vick wants to, or if Cam wants to, or if D'Angelo wants to, obviously their brains are are football savant-like. You don't end up where they were without having that type of brain. If they want to jump in the film room and help you break stuff down, that's cool. But if they just want to stand out at practice and wait for someone to ask them to tell a story about the old days, have them do that too. Ed Reed might do all of that, right? For the U. He he might break down film. He might uh, uh you know help develop game plans. He might work with the safeties. He might. But I guarantee you he will be there to shake hands with a high, high, high earning booster that comes to watch a spring practice. And he will stand and watch a couple periods of practice with that booster telling stories of the old days. And he'll say weird things like, uh, see this freshman here? Body built just like Philip Buchanan. Oh, look at this defensive end. Reminds me so much of Warren Sapp. And then that'll transition right into, oh, you should have seen Sapp in the, in, in the, the lunch line. He used to have a, a, you know, making up dumb stories just, just to get everyone hyped. Virginia Tech has that ability. They have legends too. Miami isn't the only one that has players that went on to do big things in the NFL. Virginia Tech has that too. And and unless you are reminding the, the program every single day that they exist, then they will get moved on from. Right, this this 30 for 30 on Mike Vick, it, it's like reminding everyone that Michael Vick went to Virginia Tech. Early Early in my career, as a, a uh, broadcaster, uh, the, the station I worked for hired a consultant to, to listen to my stuff and give me advice. Mm-hmm. And there was a point where I did not think that my career at Delaware was really that noteworthy, right? Compared to you know, the, the national guys that all played in the NFL, I was like, you know, who wants to hear a story about me playing at Delaware? Um, and the consultant told me, he was like, listen, your stories in the locker room make you different than someone that just went to journalism school. He goes, it, it's better for you if people are calling in, writing in, saying, this guy needs to stop talking about being a player, right? They should be tired of it. You use it that much. I'm going to say this to Virginia Tech. It will be better for you if a couple recruits are saying, Gosh, stop talking about Mike Vick. Stop reminding me about Cam Chancellor. Gosh, why am I talking about D'Angelo Hall this often? You can't talk about them too often. 
You can't have them around too often. Let's take a break when we come back. Big recruiting weekend for the Hokies. Couple of guys I want to talk about when we come back. Stick around. The best sports talk in the NRV returns next. The Tim Donnelly Show is on WRAD. Tim Donnelly Show continuing here on the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, a.m. as well. Big recruiting weekend for the Hokies for one reason. A position of need is going to be on campus. Now, Alec Bryant, Robert Wooten, Justin Beatles, the 2021 class did a good job of, of infusing some talent at the defensive end position for the Hokies but it is far from a completed deal, right? Uh, Landon Watson and Naquan Brown might be the most talented, even of that group I just mentioned, uh, including four-star Alec Bryan out of Texas, if they do commit to come to Virginia Tech. Pass rush is something that is absolutely quintessential towards defense and modern football. If you give quarterbacks time, there is not a coach-quarterback combo in the country that can't pick you apart with the proper uh, time in the pocket. There's not a secondary. I don't care if you went back and got an all-star team from Hokies past. If it was Ike Charlton and Brandon Flowers and Cam Chancellor and Kyle Fuller and D'Angelo Hall. Right? I don't care if you and an Edmonds brother to spare. Right? I, I don't care. If if it, if they have to guard for seven seconds, they're not going to be able to do it. So you need pass rush. And the Hokies, while, while maybe not being struggling in that category, they haven't been what they had been in the past. When the, the defense is where they're most dominant, the defensive line is one of the places they found their superpower. So Daryl Tapp, Bill Tierlink, this is why you're here. This is why I was so excited when they named Daryl Tapp an assistant. This is why I was so excited when they named Bill Tierlink uh, an assistant. Because I imagined weekends like this one where they'd have two four-star defensive ends on campus and, and these two coaches can, can spit their magic, right? can spit their A game, can give them the old razzle-dazzle. That's what I'm looking forward to. The old razzle-dazzle. Making it so these guys want to come play here regardless of everything else. Oh, other schools spend more money. All right. It's an obstacle you have to overcome. You can cry about it or you can overcome it. Facilities. They're getting better. You can cry about it or you can overcome it. But look what we can do for you. I mean, whatever the sales pitch is. Yeah. Whatever it's got to be. This weekend is one of the weekends where I hope that we get to see the fruition of some of the things I was excited about not too long ago. It's like the first time you get to wear the new clothes you got for Christmas. You're going to walk into school that day or work that day, a little extra pep in your step. Dude, I'm wearing them on Christmas. Well, you got five shirts. What are you going to do? Okay, five, five, five costume changes. That's oh. fair. The first time you wear something new, you're excited. The first time we get to see these defensive line coaches really make it happen. I'm excited. Next up, hashtag Hokies. Welcome back into the WRAD Radio Network, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM. 
Um, just let you know, Saturday, 4 o'clock, over on our sister station, 105.3 The Bear, you can catch the Hokies taking on Florida State. So in the middle of Hokie Hour, I want to remind everybody that your flagship for Virginia Tech Athletics, including uh, men's basketball, is uh, 105.3 The Bear, our sister station. Sounds fantastic. It's also uh, time right now in the middle of Hokie Hour for Hashtag Hokies. Hashtag Hokies is real simple. We go on to Twitter. We find the tweets that have the conversations that we want to have. We drag them up into the light, and, and we, we have those conversations right here on the Tim Donnelly Show. You want to hear something weird? I just, I just had a, like one of those things where the universe is messing with me. Um, my computer is set to night and day, so at nighttime, it, it, everything's dark, everything's black. And then during the daytime, it switches over to white, oh, like the, cool. the backgrounds and stuff. Yeah. As I said, we drag them up into the light. My computer switched from from nighttime mode to daytime mode. Whoa. And, and I don't choose when it does it. It must have something to do with sunrise or I, I really don't know when. It's like a setting on Max. <laughs> Might be a day to buy a lottery ticket. Maybe it's updated by me saying, like, light. And then it's like, okay. Clap twice. <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, so that distracted me. I just thought I'd let you guys in on it. That's pretty awesome. Um, hashtag Hokies. We find, <laughs> we find a million dollars in my lap. Nope, didn't work. Um, <laughs> uh, what we do is we find tweets on the internet, drag them into the light, and have the conversations that we want to have. This time, hashtag Hokies will be centered around one tweet. Oh, wow. We're not doing three or four tweets like we usually do. We're not doing Twitter movements, Twitter threads, Twitter hashtags. It's one tweet, and it comes from Bo Davidson. So this must be like you know the catch of the day then, essentially. Exactly. It's like you can go get 900 trout and try to eat them, or you could get one big old tuna. We got one big old tuna. Uh, from Bo Davidson, the Virginia Tech offensive quality control coach. Right, he, He's long been credited, at least on this show, for being one of the catalysts of the Texas to Virginia Tech movement, right? He's previously worked in high schools in the Houston area, uh, Blinn College, which is the, the junior college that Cam Newton went to, uh, North Texas. So he's got connections down there uh, in H-Town, as it says in his Twitter bio. He said this. So he's, let, 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 me, just get, let me get to the tweet, then I'll explain the significance. Can't wait to see this kid next year. He was just warming up last year. Eyeballs emoji, turkey emoji, fire emoji, bicep emoji, trophy emoji, suitcase emoji. At Henboss2, that's Hendon Hooker, hashtag Hokies. And it was accompanied by a picture of Hendon Hooker. Now, the reason why I say this is such an important tweet is because I do think there is an underground Hokie fandom movement that really wants to see what Braxton Burmeister can do, right? And I think there's a, a slightly above ground, if not completely underground, movement that wants to see development from Quincy Patterson. Quincy Patterson beat North Carolina as a redshirt freshman. Braxton Burmeister is a transfer from Oregon that likely would have been right in the mix for the starting job last year with, with Ryan Willis, Hendon Hooker, Quincy Patterson, right? At least even with those guys, if he was deemed eligible due to transfer rules. So what I assumed was going to happen is that everyone inside that Virginia Tech coaching staff would, at least through spring and probably through a week or two of spring camp, 
would would play the the card of every position is op- up for grabs every day. There's always an open competition. Everyone has to earn their starting job every single day. When we put out our first depth chart is the first time there'll be a depth chart. I thought they would do that because that's what they've done in the past, right? I think most of us last season believed they were going to go with Ryan Willis as the start as the starter. He had played well the, enough the previous year to get the nod, but they still made it an open competition, and they still didn't announce Ryan Willis as the starter until late in the process. And I assumed that the coaching staff would do that as well this season. Now, I'm not saying that was the right thing to do, but I assumed that's what they would do. Right? I believed Hendon Hooker played well enough to, to solidify a place atop the depth chart. Now, it's not permanent, right? It's not like it couldn't be changed if something special happened or something unusual happened, but I believed he was rightfully earning the top of the depth chart last season. Coach Davidson, Bo Davidson, Virginia Tech offensive quality control coach, is someone that is in those meetings, right? He is in the coaching staff. He is in the the meetings with Cornelson and Fuente. He is in that building, recruiting, watching film, all of that. And and for him to say, I can't wait to see this kid next year, he was just warming up last year about Hendon Hooker, that doesn't sound like someone that is questioning whether there is a possibility that he is not the starter, right? It's not like wide receiver, right? You can say, I can't wait to see Trey Turner next season. Kid's going to be a beast and then have him end up being the, the fourth on the depth chart because fourth on the depth chart still plays at wide receiver, right? You can't say, can't wait to see this quarterback next year and then have him end up third in the quarterback meeting room because third in the quarterback meeting room doesn't play. Second in the quarterback meeting room rarely plays. So so I think we may be getting a little bit of clarity, whether it was a slip-up, whether it was intentional, whether it's just what he's thinking. You know, usually coaches are on similar pages. Usually coaches are on similar pages. And this is one that came out, you know, January 30th. Uh, you wouldn't expect it to be a time where we could learn much about, about depth charts, but I think this is real. So, so if you're a Hokie fan and you really want to see Braxton Burmeister or you really want to see QP get a chance to, to prove that his passing game has improved, if you want to see that, I'm not sure you're going to. And we might get some lip service about open competitions, but if their real comments are like this one that that Coach Bo Davidson made, then then you know it might just be that it might just be lip service, right? It's it's like this one. This is the situation where it might be. This is all, I mean it's all speculation. You guys can go read the tweet and make your own inferences. This is where I've chosen to go with it. Um, in the job market. See, Lobro, you're you're lucky. You've never gone into the job market because you were an intern here and we just hired you straight up. Um, but in the job market, sometimes a job will be posted online, right? Yeah. And everyone will, oh, it's a great job. And they everyone applies, right? And you get real excited and you're 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 following up with calls, maybe a handwritten note, right? You're you're doing all of that. And then two weeks later, 
they hire someone promoted from within, right? They hire the the person who's left former assistant just takes over the job, right? And you're like, oh, I never really had a chance, right? They they said the job was open, but they knew who was going to be the hire, right? They knew he was right or she was right under their nose. That's exactly what they said. I get what you're saying here. This might be one of those situations, right? They might come out and say, spring ball, wide open. But then when Hendon Hooker gets the nod, it's like, ah, you knew all along. You were just taking us for a ride, weren't you? And can't hate him for it. Uh, Let's take a break. When we come back, Hokie basketball uh, this weekend. Hokies take Florida State 17-3, 7-2 in the ACC, second in the conference, top 10 in the country. That's this Saturday. Let's preview it next. Get your Hokies fix with Tim. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Welcome back. Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley here on WRAD Radio Network. Uh, By the way, just to to pass along some information here, coming up next hour, we will be talking with uh, Staff Sergeant Phillips um, and Staff Sergeant Wag from the U.S. Army. They'll be stopping by in studio to chat with us about U.S. Army recruiting as well as, I mean, uh, I have to feel like, I have to believe that the the army is somehow kind of locker room like. I'm going to ask him this, right? What's what's being in the army like when uh, when the Super Bowl is being played, right? If if everyone's running around making picks, talking trash, uh, talking about their favorite teams, and and you know, there's probably someone from Kansas City in their their grouping or or, or whatever it is. So uh, we'll talk to him, and, and we'll also give you some information on. Uh, what you can do if you are interested in, in helping to uh, helping to protect and, and, and serve our country. Um, so that's coming up next hour. In the meantime, the Hokies, Virginia Tech basketball, takes on Florida State this weekend in what I've been uh, calling a possible reset button. It's only a possible reset button because if you lose, nothing gets reset. right? If you lose, it's, it's business as normal. You've lost... Uh, for your last five, with the only win being a double overtime victory over North Carolina. If you lose, nothing gets reset. But, right, the big but in the middle of the sentence, the however, is if you win, it really does reset some things, right? If you win, it truly resets your season in a way. It puts goals that seemingly were knocked off the table, picks them up off the ground, and sets the table once again with those goals. What if it's a fluke, though? Flukes on – see, that's a great question. What What if it's a fluke, right? Because Florida State probably is the better team than Virginia Tech, right? More experience, uh, more success this season, uh, you know, more experience back from, from last season. They're probably the better team on paper. So what if Virginia Tech just gets lucky? What if it's a fluke? What if they wake up on Saturday and and the basket looks like a hula hoop and, and they're just tossing whatever they toss up goes in? It doesn't matter. It still resets everything. Because that win on their resume looks good regardless. And at the end of the year, if they are on the bubble for the NCAA tournament or uh, if they are looking for seating in the NIT and want home games or whatever it is, if you look at their resume, it's not going to say beat Florida State 
on a day when Florida State had food poisoning the night before and nobody could make a jumper and everyone on Virginia Tech woke up with the Midas touch, it's just going to say, beat top 10 team in the country, Florida State. Quadrant one victory for the, for the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee. That's all it's going to say. So I don't care if they win because the other team fouls out. <laughs> I don't care if they win because they set the interior of Castle Coliseum to 106 degrees and, and Florida State starts cramping. I don't care if they win because um, they, they dress up Ju- Justin Robinson in uh, Wabisabiti's jersey and they put him out there for one more. I don't care why they win. It just matters that they win because that can reset some of their goals. Now, looking at Florida State, that is easier said than done, right? Just, just saying, go win this one and reset everything is, is naive without acknowledging that that is a tall task. Oh, yeah. They are a very good squad, even if their statistical rankings might not say it, right? They might be 60th in offense, 70th in defense, right? Not at the top in either. But when you watch them play, and I've had the opportunity to catch a couple of their games on TV this year, they pass the eye test. Their top seven scores are between 6'4 and 6'9. They are interchangeable. They can change everything on defense. They can all do something offensively, some better than others, but they can all score effectively. They have two seven-footers off the bench. Seven-footers off the bench. That is terrifying if you're Virginia Tech, especially after seeing what Rodney Miller of Miami did to them in the first half in their last game. Rodney Miller is not on anyone's NBA draft board right now. He is not a premier player in the Atlantic Coast Conference, but he is seven feet tall. And Virginia Tech did not have an answer for him in the first half of that Miami game as Miami pulled out to the big league, big lead. So if Florida State is watching that, you're probably going to get a, a dose at least at some point from the two seven-footers they have coming off the bench. And then of those seven players that are between 6'4 and 6'9 that are all pretty solid, they have three double-digit scoring guards. Which, if you look at the last two teams that Virginia Tech has lost to, Boston College and Miami, neither of those teams uh, are near the top of the ACC, but they both have perimeter scoring threats. Boston College had three of them in in the uh, double figures. Miami had three, but one was out with an injury uh, in, in double figures. Florida State brings three perimeter threats that score in double figures, Vassal, Forrest, and Walker. Virginia Tech is going to have to play better. What they did the last two games, uh, if they bring that Boston College or that Miami energy, effort, and execution, the three E's, if they bring the, the, the Boston College or Miami energy, effort, execution to Florida State to play the Seminoles, It'll be ugly. And we'll be sitting here on Monday going, I hope the Super Bowl was fun because Saturday darn sure wasn't. If that's what they bring to the table. Now, now the, the test is don't bring that to the table, right? The test is be better. Learn from your mistakes. Double quicker in the post. Make the seven-footers get rid of the ball. Help more on the perimeter if guys are getting open shots. I mean, that that's... That's what you can do. 
when you look at the scouting report for Florida State, they have a, a talented perimeter with scores, and they have bigs off the bench. Fix it. Beat it. Again, it, it's simple but difficult. It's simple but hard. And that's kind of what Florida State is. It's what they've always been. Well coached, not going to beat themselves. Leonard Hamilton is slowly creeping up the top 10 all-time ACC list, despite the fact that absolutely no one thinks he's in the top 10 in the ACC in anything. Um, Give Florida State credit. They've lost twice in conference, three times overall. They're a good team, and they're going to give Virginia Tech fits. And I hope that Virginia Tech can find a way, whether it's luck, skill, improvement, whether it's, it's sickness, and it was sickness, health, rich or poor. I don't care if it's like their wedding vows. If they get a win against Florida State, I get it for sickness and poor, richer. I uh, get it. I don't care what it is. If they get a win, I'm resetting the season. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, Super Bowl talk, and we'll st- have a stop by with the U.S. Army next. Next. 